It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Effort Monday. Yeah, whether you're in the car or at the office, it's time to give it your max effort, just like Bowen Blake. So, hey, don't let your family down like a did on vacation, right? Come on, get off your ass. Oh and give it a max effort. I'm ready to take this all away. All right, so Mississippi State took the series from Alabama. I still think they're a long, 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 long way off. We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. We also want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast, searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds, also Spotify, and uh, hitting up the segments, interviews, and all the crazy stuff we do on the show. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Steve, uh, Lamonis and the squad needed a uh, series win, and they got one. Um, but I still think there's so many question marks on the mound. Obviously, the Gartman Dome thing looked uh, looked good, considering who they are. Uh, but Friday and Saturday was was shaky. Sorry, Thursday and Friday. Was was shaky. Um, what do you think's going to happen? I mean, Cade Smith's going to go back out, and Gartman's going to go back out. Do you think that Lamonis and Foxhall look at something else other than Gerangelo on the weekend? Well, I think you probably need to. I mean, obviously, Gerangelo has a ton of talent, and uh, but he has had some early inning trouble, and uh, that's been consistent throughout all his SEC starts. And uh, yeah, he's going to be a stud. I mean, he really is, but. He might be asking a little bit too much for him right now. You know, I don't know. Maybe if you don't flip the order a little bit and maybe give Lofton the opportunity, uh, depending on the matchups, especially when you've got a left-handed dominated lineup. But, you know, I mean, they got to figure some things out. And you're right. I mean, getting Cade Smith back gives you the ability to move Nate back to the bullpen. And, you know, we talked about this about a month ago. He needed to go to the weekend as a starter just because you simply had to get a quality start out of somebody. You did. But now that Cade is back, you know, perhaps uh, Nate is better served being that guy that uh, you can kind of pick and choose when you use him. And you know, that was the thing about how big Thursday was, is you're able to get some separation in the game. 
win the ball game without having to throw a dome, which really set things up well for Sunday or for Saturday. But you know, the reality of it is, is when that, when Alabama got separation in that ball game on Friday, State did not throw any of their veteran arms in that ball game, which allowed them to have the better bullpen options on Saturday. And that was really the difference in the ball game. Is Alabama, their relievers gave up five runs in the game. State gives up none, and and that's. You know, that's an outlier. Let's be honest about that. I mean, State has not been good out of the pen, but perhaps with, with Dawn moving back out there, maybe you can find some consistency. Ooh, okay. Um, so everybody knows what this weekend is with the Rebs and the Dogs and, and Super Bulldog weekend. I'd love to know a stat on how many, and I could be off on this, but I feel like they've, they've lost a ton of Saturday games for Super Bulldog weekend. Um, over the years, but anyway, uh, so you like law Cade and Gartman are going to stay on as starters. Dome is now back in the pen for Lamonis. You like outside of Lofton, who else would you consider to start this weekend? Well, yeah, yeah, I would hate to take Colby Holcomb off of the first guy, the bullpen role. I think in the last two weeks, he's been exceptionally good and, and uh, had a little bit of adversity with Alabama in the one inning when you, you go out there and you walk the ballpark. But uh, they bounced back and at one time struck out five in a row. And, you know, I think he's a guy that's capable, but I think he's much too valuable where he is. I mean, you know, Sierra is also a possibility, but that's you're basically asking another freshman to go out there and pitch in an SEC ball game and, and, Bo, here's the thing, too. I, you know, I know that stage three and nine and Ole Miss is two and ten. That, that series is always wrapped up in intensity. And, and this year it might even be more because of the fact that I think both teams are so desperate, you know, for wins and try to find some way to salvage something on the season. I expect an extremely competitive series where both teams play exceptionally hard because there's still a lot to play for. Yeah, Ole Miss is having trouble in their bullpen. Um you know, I watched a lot of their baseball over the weekend. They're close, though. Here, here's here's the one thing that's interesting between I don't. There's probably not a penny's worth of difference in the two teams. Um, might give the slight edge to Ole Miss, but they're not getting blown out, Steve, when they lose. Oh, uh, Mississippi State is still susceptible to to getting run ruled damn near every week. What do you make of that? No, I think that's fair, and I think a lot of that too. You, you mentioned, you know, Ole Miss is two and ten, but you know, by and large, the games have been competitive. I mean, you know, it's like they get walked off against A and M in the ninth, and you know, very competitive games with Arkansas over the weekend. I mean, you know, the reality of it is is that I think it's Ole Miss team. You mentioned being close. You know, it, it's going to boil down to bullpen pitching in many respects, and you know, Ole Miss has got some sticks too. I mean, I know they're struggling to find some consistency, but the record I don't think is indicative you know, of the talent on that team. And I think anybody who thinks the state's just going to show up and this is just going to be another winning series, it's, it's probably living a little bit of life of, of, of delusion here. I, I think it's going to be very competitive. And, you know, I probably have more respect for Mike Bianco than a lot of people do. But I, I tell you, you know, he built that program. You know, he is Ole Miss baseball tradition. And he still calls all the pitches. And he's a guy that obviously uh, knows how to recruit and develop catchers. I mean, the Rebels, the whole time he's been there, have been very, very good behind the plate. And when you've got a young pitching staff that's uh, struggling a little bit, you need a guy back there. And they certainly have Calvin Harris. And so uh, I, I think Ole Miss, as you mentioned, you know, a loss is a loss. But when State loses, it's like you have this collective freakout. You know, it's like <laughs> the baseball psyche is so fragile. And it's like all of a sudden – 
things begin to steamroll against you and you don't have that Tanner Allen guy to come up and say, okay, this is enough. Well, it doesn't matter, though. A Tanner Allen can't overcome, and I'm not picking on these two players because they are talented like you referenced, Steve, uh, and they shouldn't have to throw in in the spots that they are, but because Lamonis Gotro and Foxhall missed on two classes, this is where they are. You can't walk nine people on that Friday game it doesn't matter if Babe Ruth comes out of the damn stands. Uh, you know, you just, you can't walk the, the whole lineup. So uh, that's where Ole Miss is not even close to to where Mississippi State is as far as walking and hit batters. Now, I'll say this. They surprised me. Uh, McCants, Gonzalez, and Calvin Harris. I couldn't believe Calvin Harris had those two pass balls in big moments against Arkansas. Because you're right, they have been amazing behind the plate because we all know Bianco played at LSU under Burtman and with McDonald and all that. Um, so they got a, they were a little sloppy. I mean, I've seen enough sloppy from Mississippi State this year, and I can't figure out what's going on with Forsyth, but I was surprised at some of their miscues. What do you chalk some of that up to, Steve? It's weird because these programs haven't done that the last, well, hell, under Bianco for a while, but really since Cohen took over and, Nine ten and got it rolling. What do you chalk that up to? Some of the like routine plays, not making them. Steve. Well, it's about pressing, you know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, it's it all starts and and doesn't end with pitching, but it starts with pitching. I mean, it's like you begin to think you have to be perfect defensively in order to win ball games. That's you true. Think you have to go out and score a ton of runs to win ball games. You got to start pressing at the plate. When you have no confidence in your pitching, you don't have a team. And what happens, too, and you mentioned the Ole Miss thing, and, and you've kind of seen it happen this year, it's like all of a sudden you, it's a close ball game. It's a one-run ball game one way or another, and then you've got to pull a starter and hand that ball over to the guy in the bullpen. And when that team doesn't believe in that guy, they're going to lose that ball game. And it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you start thinking, oh, here we go again. Every time we have to get it up and give a, give a reliever an opportunity late, we ended up coughing up the lead. And so – it's only human nature to start thinking, hey, this is where we are. This is who we are. Agree. And as I mentioned, that Allen thing, it's a leadership thing. It's not necessarily one individual performance, but it's a culture thing. And I think that's kind of what's happened at State. I think the culture has slipped a little bit. It's because of the fact that, you know, you've got some guys up there that are veterans, but they're kind of quiet leaders. They're kind of lead by example guys. You don't have the rah-rah guy that can say, hey, get on my back, we're fixing to go win this ball game. I think that's really what State's missing right now. But, you know, you mentioned the Lane Forsyth thing. You had a pretty good stretch there for a while. But, you know, he made some errors this weekend that you don't see in Little League. I mean, you know, like the, the – uh, Ross Hotfield has an amazing pop. The runner's going to be out by five or six feet. We don't catch the baseball. Uh, first ground ball of the game on uh, Saturday, routine ground ball to short. It goes right through the wickets. And then Gartman's already got it, you know – basically on the clock because he can get you through the order twice. But now you've, you're you basically making him having to labor that much more, and he had to get, what, five, six outs in the first inning. And Alabama ties the game without ever hitting the ball out of the infield and doesn't even get the benefit of a hit. You know, two walks, two errors lead to two runs. Those are the kinds of things that get you beat. I think Ross Highfield is the next guy. It's just early. He will be next year. Uh, as far as that guy in the clubhouse, it's going to be his clubhouse. So talk about Highfield and Dakota Jordan really coming around as true freshmen and think, and look, they're still going to have some tough games, but you can just tell what they have and what they can be uh, at the plate. And, and, and talk about that, that play that Jordan made on the fence too, Steve. 
Yeah, see, I agree with you. I, I think they're the next duo. You know, you look back at Rooker and Mangum and then T.A. and Rowdy. I think these guys, number one, because of their obvious talent, but they're also very vocal. And, and uh, you know, Ross is a guy that struggled at times defensively, and you and I have talked about this a million times. Until you've had to block up an SEC breaking baseball, a breaking base, breaking ball, you don't, you don't know what you have, right? I mean, you, you don't see it in high school, no matter how elite the pitching is. Until there's been a runner at third and a game on the line and you got to block up a, a breaking ball that's buried in the dirt and keep the game where it is, you don't know what you have. And he's getting better. And he, he mentioned last week that they've changed a couple things technique-wise, and he's a lot more comfortable back there. And the home run that he hit against Alabama at a very clutch moment there. I mean, he hit that ball 50 feet over the center field wall. And, I mean, it's, four, it's 390 to center. He hit it 448 feet. Uh, so, you know, you, I guess it's longer than that, actually. You can do the math on that. But the reality of it is, is, yeah, youth is being served. And I think Dakota's getting a lot more comfortable. And I think what you're seeing, too, is you're seeing why this staff wanted to play these guys as true freshmen now. Because you're beginning to see what they demonstrated in fall baseball. And Dakota Jordan, the play at the fence there, that happens as the last out in the third inning. And, and the way that this – as fragile as the Bulldog psyche has been – if that thing goes off the wall, at least one run scores, and who knows if it doesn't open the floodgates, and we start thinking, well, here we go again. However, a guy makes an incredibly athletic play. It, it ignited the dugout. You know, absolutely ignited the dugout. And, and you see him coming back, and the thing about it is, is Dakota Jordan expects to make those plays. He didn't just think, hey, well, this is the greatest play of my life. I'm going to make that play all the time. You know, yeah. And I think that's what you're seeing now, and all of a sudden they're beginning to get it going at the plate, which adds some length to the lineup. And Highfield blocked up some balls. I mean, like you said, he's he's making strides every day because he was thrown into this. He probably should just be playing 20 games at catcher, right? 15 to 20 at catcher and doing a little DHing if they'd have signed a JUCO kid or whatever. But uh, but you were there all weekend. Couldn't you tell, Steve, that, that he's blocking up some balls that he wasn't just two weeks ago? Well, it's really been in the last two weeks. I mean, it really you saw against South Carolina, you know, him beginning to do some of the things he wasn't doing early in the year, even against Lipscomb. You know, he was a guy that, you know, at times that, you know, we go back to that Kentucky game. I don't fault Ross for that. I mean, that's a slider that uh, that Nate Dome just didn't execute. He throws another batter's box, and it's hard as he throws. And, you know, that's, that's it's a dangerous combination. So everybody's getting better. But I think the, the bigger thing, Bo, with all of this, is it gives your pitchers confidence when they know that they can go up there and miss a little bit, or in, if necessary, bury a breaking ball in the dirt. They got a guy back there that can block things up, so they don't have to hold anything back. They can they can pitch with full intensity. And I don't think there's any coincidence that you've seen the pitching from some guys get better as Ross Highfield has matured and begin to develop behind the plate. I think that is something that. Uh, probably the casual fan doesn't fully appreciate is when you when you don't trust your catcher, you can't go all out as a pitcher. Right, I it's his team next year. Hell, it may be his team by May first. Um, we'll see. What do they need to do? What's realistic down the stretch? I know we like to get ahead of ourselves. Obviously, they they they've got two opportunities to win series the next two weeks, and then it gets real, Steve. So, I mean, how I know it's the rivalry week. And all that, and dogs, revs want to get after each other, and so on. But just how critical is this weekend and next, considering they could lose both, but they are winnable series, considering the way Auburn and Ole Miss are playing, Steve. Yeah, you, 
you have to win these series. I mean, and we said this last week prior to the Alabama series. If they're going to make a move, it has to start now. Well, now it started. Can you keep it going? This is an Ole Miss team that's going to be desperate. They're going to throw everything they got at you. They're not going to quit. Absolutely not going to quit. So you're going to have to beat them. And then you start thinking about, uh, you know, what's next. You go to Auburn. Auburn, of course, a uh, tough weekend against A&M. Auburn is really challenged offensively. And so if they can go out there and throw strikes, you feel pretty good about the opportunity to win that series. Then you get ready to go to Tennessee. And, you know, that series, beginning of the year, we looked at that and said, oh, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, you know, Tennessee is 5-7 and seven right now. They have, what, South Carolina and Vanderbilt coming up, I believe is correct. Uh, and so they could be <laughs> – at worst, a 10-loss team by the time State gets there. And so now you start thinking, hey, maybe you can go up there and get a game uh, because, you know, their starting pitching has not been as advertised with the exception of maybe Dollander. Right. Bullpen is really good. And so if you're State, you can go up there and piece some things together. Maybe you can get a ball game. You know, I don't think State's going to go up there and win that series. The, despite the record, Tennessee is a very talented team, and they're going to be looking to get fat, trying to get back into the regional hosting discussion I think right now, if you had to call it Tennessee, it's probably not hosting. But you get to these next two weekends, and that Vanderbilt series is absolutely huge, and you still got Kentucky and South Carolina to go. It could be an interesting year for Tony Vitello after a lot of people thought, hey, this is the new LSU. And then you get upset in Super Regional, and now, what are you, fourth in the SEC East? Yeah. Two games out of last place? I mean, you know. They're going to get it together. You just hope if you're Mississippi State, they do it after maybe the Monday after you leave town. Yeah, know? Tennessee and A and M both in five and seven within striking distance, but we'll we'll see. Steve Robertson, uh, the Boneyard Podcast, jeanspage.com, two four seven Sports. Steve joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Steve Kate Smith threw forty two pitches. What do you think is realistic Friday against Ole Miss as they're revving him back up? Yeah, I think maybe maybe the best you could hope for is five innings. You know, I, I don't think you push him to 100 pitches unless he's just feeling it. But, yeah, I, I thought he was good. I didn't think he was great. Um, and I think, again, you got to make some plays behind him. But, you know, in order for State to have any chance at any postseason at all, they got to have Kate Smith be good. And at times he can be great. But, you, you know, the best ability is availability, right? He hadn't been available for much of the season. And so – Getting him back is almost like adding a free agent in many respects, and it gives you, again, the flexibility to move Nate around where you need him. You know, they got to go out there and get a win on Friday. And I think, you know, Cade, obviously, Cade versus Jack Doherty, who's had some real struggles this year. Uh, you know, I think State's got to be able to, to get that win on Friday. I think probably whoever wins the Friday game is going to win this series. I agree. I, I, I agree. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez took a pitch off his shoelaces and hit it to Tupelo. Steve. Um, that's it's crazy that he's the leadoff considering everything that he can do. Well, I think maybe it's just about getting him as many at bats as you can. Yeah, you know, and this 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 is an offense at times that has kind of gone into hibernation. And I think you know he, he is a stud, and anybody Good who thinks that guy's Lord. a first round draft is just not being fair. You know, that kid is an extremely talented guy. I know he's had some challenges at times defensively, but. Yeah, the makeup of that guy is really good. And, and listen, they're going to go as far as he can take them as best he can. You know, he's got to get some help on the pitching staff. But, yeah, it's going to be job one for State. I mean, you look back last year in that game three, you know, State had that game one, and then Gonzalez goes out there and rips that two-run shot off Pico Kong for extra inning. I mean, and that, that's what big-time players do. You know, it's like you have to have some clutch in you, and, and he does. And I know almost people get frustrated at times with uh, – 
you know, with some of the errors. But uh, I think this is a guy that history is going to be very kind to. You look back, not just the fact that he was on a national championship team, but he's going to play baseball for a long time. Yeah. Okay, what else am I missing? Any other pitcher? That, I know you just went through a bunch, and, and there just may not be anything left. Um, I mean, they're relying on a bunch of young dudes. And it, does Holcomb have... I mean, does this guy, it seems like he's got some pretty damn good stuff. Like, maybe he's close to turning the corner, Steve? Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think, you know, I think maybe. mainly the confidence piece. The confidence piece is what it boils down to. And he and I talked about that uh, this past weekend. Is that, you know, there's some pitches maybe he was scared to let loose here, you know, a month ago. And now against SEC hitters. And now he's realized, hey, if I go in here and pound his own and and uh, follow the game plan, I can get SEC hitters out. And he had a really good outing against South Carolina, a little bit shaky at times uh, against Alabama, but he turned it around. I mean, one of the better turnarounds I've seen of a relief pitcher in the uniform in a couple of years at State. But they need him to continue to be that guy. And maybe you pair him up with Kate, and maybe you pair Nate up with Gart, you know. Uh, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do on day three. I don't know. Maybe if you don't push, uh, you know, the freshman back to, uh, to game three, you know, just because of the fact that they'll be – Oh, yeah. Against- third best pitcher you know and so maybe that makes it a more competitive game but you know it's been such a roller coaster with the starting rotation i mean i mean it's not even the same group that you had at the beginning of the year and you know the fact that you're this this late in the season still trying to figure that out and get things settled i mean it's it's not promising but i think with nate being the guy that he is you know maybe he can give you a couple innings on friday maybe come back on sunday and help you get a dub but Uh. You know, the reality of it is, is, is it can't just be Nate Dome. Somebody else is going to have to step up, whether it be Bradley Lofton or Gerondolo Sanjay or Evan C. Area or Brock Tapper. Somebody else has got to step up on this young freshman group and eat up some valuable innings in order for State to win this series and really make a make something out of this season. Are you about to – somebody just asked, are you about to break a football commitment? Well, we got a couple things that we're, we're waiting on, so – and, and one of the things that we tried to do in recent years since kids have become so active on social media is to let kids take ownership of their announcements. Sure. You know, for year, years and years when it was so competitive and, you know, we had to go to press conferences and things like that. It was always fun if you already had the story and your competition went to the press conference and as the kid announced, you already had your story up and those guys made a long drive for nothing. So it was a little gamesmanship and all that. But kind of our philosophy is, is we want to tease it and we want to predict it. But at the end of the day, we don't want to scoop a kid. We want to give them the opportunity to kind of take ownership of their moment because it is their moment. Okay. All right. Somebody just asked us on our agup.com text line because evidently Arnett posted something and they said, is Steve about to drop a commitment? And um, so anyway, but Blake, yeah, I have a I'm trying to put all this together and interview no, Steve. Good. So uh, I've got people talking to me via our text. Well, we line saw and, the Arnett. Yeah, 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 yeah. We saw the Arnett gift tweet, which is not how he normally has behaved. But got now it. he's the head coach. Got it. My question to Steve is much more important and journalistic in nature. Um, <laughs> now that Mike Leach, the pirate, is no longer the head man, do you have a new gift choice for when you do announce commitments? Because it used to be the pirate oh, yeah. flag. What is that going to be for Arnett, be now? Steve? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. I've actually thought about that because I, uh, a while back I was going to tweet out the Jolly Roger, and I was like, I don't know, it just just doesn't feel right. No, you know I mean? no we're not no. great anymore. So I don't know. I'll, I'll figure something out. You know, we'll probably do some '80s metal or something. You know, just yeah. I joke with those guys too. You know, it's like uh, you know, Kevin Barbet is bald. 
Brad Peterson is bald. Zach Arnett is bald. Uh, and so I made the comment recently. I said, listen, Zach, you can't keep hiring and promoting in your own image. You know, we got to. <laughs> you know, yes, he can. You guys are doing here. So we're, you know, Throw me in the mix. Yeah, well, I got enough hair for all of us. But the reality of it is, is that, uh, you know, I, I got to keep hair metal alive as long as I can, you know. And so when that matter of fact, when I die, Bo, I'm sure that you'll outlive me. Make sure they play home sweet home for Motley Crue on my way out. So. Got it. Got it. Okay, so a football commitment could be coming on jeanspage.com. And we'll see. I don't know what Arnett's Jeff uh, deal meant. but uh, And Steve's going to figure one out now that Zach Arnett is the head football coach at uh, at MSU. Steve, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Steve, uh, Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. I, who knows? Steve knows. We'll just see who it is. In the next, I don't know, few minutes or whatever. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. Blake got his uh, set of tires for his Jeep Grand Cherokee from RPT in Gluckstadt. And I got my tires and lift on my Jeep from Rick's Pro Truck. So uh, when you grab that truck, SUV, or Jeep, Rick's Pro Truck. You got three locations now. Gluckstadt, Flowwood, and Pearl. Rick'sProTruck.com. Hour number three coming up on the Out of Bounds Show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.